Are you an adventurer looking to take your hunt to the next level? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to East Meets West Hunt with your host, Bo Martonic. Hey everyone, welcome back to another Mountain Buck Monday episode of the East Meets West Hunt podcast presented by Spartan Forge. On today's episode, I'm going to cover a Mountain Buck Monday story from Jeremy Frampton and then just talking all about the rut and making the most of your big woods rut hunt without overcomplicating things. So this episode is brought to you by Spartan Forge, and the Spartan Forge app utilizes years of military background and machine learning to pull from millions of data points to accurately predict deer movement. The new app will also include GPS mapping with incredible aerial imagery, offline dependability, deer prediction, weather updates, journal entries, and much more. You can use the code EASTMEETSWEST to save some cash off the Spartan Forge app at spartanforge.ai. Tethered is a company founded on the principles of educating the hunting community on saddle hunting while creating the most innovative, lightweight, safe products for saddle hunting. They have mobile gear options for all types of hunters and they continue to push the envelope. To learn more about tethered and saddle hunting, head over to tetherednation.com. Maven is building the highest quality optics at half the price of their competitors through their direct-to-consumer business model. I'm using the B3 8x30 binos in all my whitetail hunts along with the RF1 rangefinder that I have on the side of my bino pack. If you want to check out Maven Optics, you can use a coupon code EASTMEETSWEST-GIFT for a free gift with any full-price optics order at mavenbuilt.com. Go Wild is a free social community built by hunters for hunters. Join me today on Go Wild and you'll get 10 bucks to spend on gear just for setting up your account. No money needed to uh, set up the account. You keep unlocking Go Wild rewards when you post and do other things. And you can see my entire gear setups there and uh, be able to purchase things on there. Now they have a tethered items so they have saddles and other uh, tethered gear on there that you can save 10 percent off if you use the code east meets west can't find that anywhere else with tethered products and so just head over to the go wild app and you can check all of those things out all right so today's mountain buck monday story comes from jeremy frampton jeremy says I'm a railroad conductor and my only time to really get on deer is during my vacation time. So here's my 2020 PA mountain buck story. The three day chess match between this Pennsylvania big woods mountain buck and I came to a punch tag and a great end to my rutcation. I was excited to sit on a rut flat that I found during the 2019 postseason with a lot of rut activity sign many scrapes and lots of rubs and I knew nobody was hunting this particular area because it was deep enough in the mountain and further than anybody was willing to hike. So I packed my climber in and climbed a tree I had already marked a pin in my phone last March. Day one at eight o'clock in the morning I had a high heavy six point with big brow tines come by me at 80 yards so I immediately cut my distance towards where he came through and climbed another tree at 9 o'clock where two does used the same trail in bow range. I was getting excited, but no bucks came between behind them. And at 10.30, I saw this big body beast of a six-pointer come up about 100 yards 
parallel with me, hit another scrape that I wasn't aware of, and then made a new scrape all as I watched in my binos, which was pretty cool. Day two, I hunted dark to dark after making another adjustment to another tree I picked based on previous day activity, but only saw a doe and a yearling fawn in the morning. Day three, I was in the same tree, settled in well before daylight. At first legal light, I could hear chasing coming towards me off the ridge top behind me. The first deer to appear was a doe, came through and never stopped, but she was in bow range, which was a good thing. The second deer, 10 seconds behind the doe, was the same big body six point that I had saw two mornings ago at 25 yards. I got lucky and he stopped to feed on a few acorns and I was able to make my shot on him. The shot was back, but I gave him time and recovered him later that day, but that was a hunt that I will never forget. And this is a, a, a beast of a deer. If you head over to East Meets West Hunt uh, Instagram page or East Meets West Outdoors on Facebook, you can check out this buck that uh, Jeremy was able to kill last year. Just a really awesome story. And I just want to say I hope everyone keeps sending in their mountain buck stories. I'll go in through them in the order that I get them. So it might take a little bit to share your story, but I promise you I'll get it up there at some point. So send those in. All right, so on today's topic that I wanted to cover is making the most of your big woods rut hunt. So the rut is the most exhilarating and most frustrating time to be in the whitetail woods at the same time. With that being said, your odds have never really been higher to have an opportunity at a big woods mountain buck. And hunting the you know big woods has its own set of challenges that include, you know, the unforgiving terrain, thick vegeta- vegetation, not any agriculture, which tends to make it difficult to hunt. But I think if you're persistent and patient, the rut is really the time of year that you can capitalize on one of these old deer. So one of the things that you hear about when it comes to rut is funnels. And whether you're hunting farm country, swamps, the big woods, anywhere in between, The concepts of hunting deer in the rut are the same. The bucks are looking to breed does and you want to intercept them in their travels. I mean, that's, it's something that I think we like to overcomplicate, but if you break it down to that, it's simple. They want to breed does and you're trying to take advantage of that while they're doing that. But finding your traditional rut funnels is difficult in the big woods. Those funnels and travel corridors are not easily identifiable by looking at the aerial map because there's not is clearly defined edges or strips of trees between fields. You know, at first, I, I typically just look at the, the topographical layer in the, the Spartan Forge app or whatever you're using and identify key terrain features that'll funnel that movement. These features, they can include draws, benches, saddles, and creek bottoms with multiple drainages running into it. And if you've read any rut articles or listen to any rut podcast, saddles are mentioned in just about every one. And that's really for good reason. Uh, but the one thing I've learned about hunting saddles is most saddles are hunter magnets. I mean, I just learned this in New York when I was there again, um, where there was tree stands and all the saddles. And you'll typically see one to three year old bucks that'll cruise through them. And I'm not saying that The big ones won't uh, during daylight, but you have a lot better odds of a mature buck by going over the edge of the saddle 
towards the leeward side, so the side that the wind's blowing towards, and getting on the edge of the terrain feature or going to the thick cover that's nearby. Many times those bucks will stay in those areas where they feel safe rather on than on top in that beautiful saddle that you and 30 other public land hunters uh, found while they were doing their e-scouting. But just, just note, like when I say that, um, there's one to three-year-old bucks. Um, there's nothing wrong with shooting. I'm not saying that. I'm just, it depends on what your goals are and what how you want to set up for that. And the other thing is vegetation edges when it comes to funnels. So utilizing the hybrid or the aerial view of mapping application, you'll start to find these areas where those edges line up with the terrain features that you marked. And that's where I'm looking at a potential rut spot. There are plenty of areas in the big woods that don't have a lot of topography too. It's a little bit flatter. Um, and that's where those vegetation edges are honestly more critical. Logging cuts are doe and, and actual and buck bedding locations too that you should pay attention to that will have bucks cruising the downwind side and traversing through the old skid trails within the cuts. So when I talk about edges, I think it's a common misconception and even the way that I put it out there might make it this way is that you're thinking of the edge of a big, say a clear cut or, you know, a hemlock stand or whatever that might be. You're thinking of, you know, the big picture, but sometimes you got to look smaller. There's edges within that cover too. So like within like an old clear cut, you might find an old log landing spot or where a bunch of skid trails intercept in there that create those travel patterns and they're their own edges, so to speak, within, within the bigger spot. And it's really trying to be able to identify that and not not sticking, you know, if you learn something, you hear something on here or wherever else, and not just taking that as this is the the Bible, I should follow along with this to a T. It's being able to kind of evaluate what you're seeing and use your wood, woodsmanship skills to be able to really figure that out. So if, if you're familiar with the area and you know where the does like to feed and bed, finding the funnels between those bedding areas is usually my top priority. Um, and I, I typically find myself positioning myself close to a certain doe bedding group or even inside a doe bedding area earlier during the rut in the beginning of November, late October, kind of in that time frame, and then moving to more of the traditional funnels that are in between bedding areas as we get later on during the rut. Uh, the next thing was the importance of scrapes. So I, I'm a big scrape hunter, but um, when it comes to the rut, I have I look at it in different phases. In the beginning, the same thing as I kind of j- just said, but the end of October, the beginning of November, I'm focusing on some of those areas, some of those big community scrapes around doe bedding areas. Um, those are more of the places that I'm figuring out. And as you get later into you know November 8th, 9th, 10th, and start moving in that direction, uh, scrapes don't have as much of a priority to me as trying to find those funnels or where there's a lot of, say, doe trails that, that might intercept, um, finding some of those uh, thicker areas inside older cuts that have logging trails going through it that you're that you're trying to um, intercept them as they're going from one doe bed bedding area to another trying to find a doe that's in heat 
Um, and also as you get later on in that point, they, they can be in that phase, what you hear called lockdown, which I think lockdown happens throughout the rut at different times. It just seems to be, uh, magnified a little bit more as you get later in November as more of those does are bred. The next thing is don't bounce around. So what I, I say by that is, you know, I, I'm a big believer in the first sit in any lo- location is usually the best, but I don't think that really applies during the big woods rut. Uh, mountain bucks are roamers, and when the does are few and far in between, they will cover miles and miles during the rut looking for the next hot doe. So by the time the rut comes in, bucks really already know where the does in their area are by some excursions that they have during the pre-rut. So during the rut, they will travel amongst this area from doe bedding area to doe bedding area, but these can be spread out over miles. So by hunting the same tree multiple days in a row, you really aren't risking blowing deer out as much as you are in higher deer density areas. And as long as you still pay attention to your access, but really you're hunting, trying to get your odds up. And this isn't for hunting a specific deer. This is more so for hunting, whatever your goal is for a a deer during the rut. I like to spend time in an area normally it's three to four days for me. And then, then I will move along. If it's, if it's completely dead and I haven't seen a deer in three days, then I'm, I'm moving on to the, the next spot. The last thing that I, I want to say is midday madness. And I, I call it this because these rut funnels aren't your typical bed to feed setups and they shouldn't really be hunted like that either. So mornings and evenings are usually the best time for deer activity, but in these rut funnels, you have just as good of a chance, if not better during the middle of the day. And I found that the bucks will be up all night feeding and checking does in their feeding areas, but they'll bed down early in the morning to rest a little bit. And then once those does are settled into their bedding areas, which is usually mid morning, they'll have a couple different bedding spots, but the ones they'll spend most of their day in, um, they're back by mid morning and the bucks are up on their feet again, trying to go locate them. And for me personally, I've killed the majority of my rutting bucks between 10 and 2, 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. It's, I don't know. That's just when I've had the the most luck in these types of setups in the big woods. After four or five days of hunting all day can be tough on your mind and your body. So if you need a break of some sort, I would rather sleep in a little bit to hunt the rest of the day over only hunting until 10 or 11 a.m. and then going back in for lunch. I I would much rather uh, get in there a little bit after daybreak and be able to hunt the rest of the day to get some more rest. So I'll just leave it with this. The rut is a uh, time of long, slow periods and and with a few short, exhilarating moments that we all live for. It's without a doubt a grind. But if you're set up in the right areas and you stay for the long haul, it's really only a matter of time before you have your opportunity. Bring lots of snacks, warm clothes, and probably the most important part is a positive mindset to the big woods during the rut. And who knows, you might just be rewarded with one of those old dark antlered mountain bucks. So if you want to see some examples of uh, some of my rut hunting setups in the big woods, I have a, a video titled How to Hunt the Rut on my YouTube channel. It's just under my name, Bo Martonic. But 
anyways, thanks for listening to this episode of the Mountain Buck Monday series of the podcast. And I hope everyone has a great and successful rut. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of East Meets West Hunt with your host, Bo Martonic. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit eastmeetswesthunt.com, Facebook at East Meets West Outdoors, and Instagram at East Meets West Hunt. If you enjoyed today's episode, please review and subscribe, and we'll catch you next time.